Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, as we stand here today, in these difficult times, in times of tribulation, in times of test, I start my speech with a verse of Quran, which is from Surah Thaha. This verse of Quran is not just a reminder of what happened at that time, but it is a reminder of what was happening around that time. It reminds us about a single person who was being chosen by Allah to lead a nation from bondage and chains, to lead a nation who was facing atrocities. Quran says in Surah Al-Baqarah that this nation was being persecuted to the point that the women were kept while the children were killed. This was the nation of Bani Israel and these verses of Surah Taha, Rabbi Shrahli Sadri wa Yisrali Amri wa Milisani, these are a continuation of the event when Prophet Moses was asked and he reached Mount Thur. He was asked and told by Allah that you have been selected. Go to my people, go to Pharaoh and say that, oh Pharaoh, leave the children of Israel alone. He has transgressed, he has been violent, he has been oppressive on the children of Israel. So, oh Moses, I have selected you for you should go and take them out. And this message from the Quran in Surah Al-Baqarah when Quran says, as I mentioned, that they used to kill the children and leave the women alive. This is also mentioned in the book of Exodus. When it says that there was no mourning, when there was no wailing, because the mothers used to cry for their children who had just been killed the night before. And during these circumstances, Allah is selecting one person to rise up. And that one person, what does he say after that? He say he makes this dua. Oh Allah, open my chest. Make my burden easy. Untie the knot in my tongue so that people may hear me. My dear brothers and sisters, the discussion doesn't end over here. When Allah says that the acceptance of your dua has been granted, Prophet Musa says something else. Oh Allah, we are scared. We are scared that this person, this Pharaoh will be a transgressor, will punish us. Then Allah says, do not worry. Do not worry for I am with you. I see as well as I hear. And I listen to the cries of those people. And I listen to you. That was the message of Allah. My dear brothers and sisters, that God is the same God of all humanity. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 6, it is mentioned that when Moses went to Mount Thur, there was 
a light in which he was talking and to that fire he had a conversation and in that conversation the first words were i am your lord i am the god of jacob joseph isaac abraham these are the words so he is the god he is the God who sees and who listens. And He is the God of Abraham and Noah. He is the God of Adam and Jesus. He is the God of Moses and Aaron. He is the God of Jacob and Joseph and Isaac and Ishmael. He is the God of Jesus and Zachariah and John and Job. He is the God of all the prophets, thousands of them. And he is the God of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We all are a single fraternity and he is the God as he mentions in Quran that all of you are one nation. So my dear brothers and sisters, that God, that one God who is seeing the plight of the people who are being killed and the children who are being taken away, that same God gave Moses the order to remove that plight from the people of Israel. How is that possible that the same God allows this kind of plight to befall on other people who also worship on this in the same God? My dear brothers and sisters, these are some of the historical ac accounts of what we all believe in. But there is another aspect if you do not believe in religion, if you do not believe in a superior power, you are at least a human. You are at least a human being who believes in humanity. And as a believer in the humanity, let me ask you one question. Three years ago, when the entire world was closed down and COVID had struck for against the virus, the entire humanity came together to support each other the rich countries help the poor countries the neighboring countries help the neighboring countries so that this calamity can be averted so that people can take refuge from these difficult times that was humanity in action my dear brothers and sisters another example of humanity is when earthquake strikes turkey or morocco or afghanistan the world comes together or when flooding strikes Pakistan or Greece or Libya, the world comes together or when wildfires torch Hawaii or Australia or other parts of the world in Europe, the world comes together or when there is hurricane in Florida or other parts of the world, the world comes together for the sake of humanity. My dear brothers and sisters, for the sake of humanity, do we not see the plight of those 10,000 innocent civilians who have been killed, the 4,000 innocent children who have been robbed of their lives, those 8,000 families who have been destroyed for the sake of humanity, not for the sake of religion if you do not believe in religion, but for the sake of humanity. And if we say that that is not happening, if we say that that is not the case, my dear brothers and sisters, let me just tell you a brief story, a story or not even a story. Let me just sketch for you 
five different scenes of what the life looks like in Gaza today. And these are not scenes that I've made up. These are scenes that are available on the internet just to see from a pictorial perspective. Scene one is when a child and children and a family is happily living together. But now they are alive, but every night they are scared to go outside of the house. They are scared because the floor under their feet trembles with the tremors of the bombing that happens. They are scared if they will make it their way out of the night. The children ask their fathers and mothers, are we going to survive this night? Are we going to die? And these parents do not have an answer except for clutching their children with them. Then in the morning, if they're lucky to see the morning, the parents and the children huddle together again. And this time the children ask another question. Father, can we have a sip of water? Mother, can we have a brief small loaf of bread? Or, or can we have some clean clothes because our skins itch because of the sand and dust that is on our clothes? Or the or the injuries that we have sustained. The father and mother go around searching for water and food, or clothes, but nothing. There is nothing available. They search in the rubble of their houses and there is nothing available. They come back helplessly. There is this third scene when the father comes back and finds out there has been an explosion nearby and the daughter has been injured. That daughter who was yesterday clutching on to the father is now injured. The father holds the daughter in his arms and rushes, runs towards the hospital. There is no sirens. There are no ambulances. There is only the father and his footsteps walking and running towards the hospital. A semblance of the hospital because there is no light. There is no clear direction for where he will get the help. A doctor comes out, he gives some medicine, and there is a glimmer of hope that this particular daughter survived. But my dear brothers and sisters, let me give you another scene. For this scene and all of these scenes are scenes of the thousands of Muslims, thousands of children, thousands of parents going through every single day. In this scene, the father went out. The father went out and he found out that the daughter and the son have been injured. The father runs to the hospital, runs to the hospital, but the daughter or the son, they are two-year-old, clutching firmly to the fiber of the father's shirt in the hope that the father is my protector, the father will protect me. He doesn't have any hope, he doesn't know anyone else. The father is continuously rushing without breath to the hospital. And by the time he reaches the hospital and to the doctor, the child has passed away. The firm grip that the child had on the shirt of the father is still there. But the body is lifeless. The father doesn't have the energy to ungrip the child's fist. Two-year-old child. My dear brothers and sisters. 
There is this other example of a father who went out searching for stuff for their family. When he comes back, he finds that the entire apartment with four of our children, four of the children were there. The entire complex has been destroyed. The four children are under the rubble. The father has nothing except for bare hands, a small hammer, and he's striking through the rubble, trying to find out if he can get to the children, knowing that the children have probably passed, not knowing if they are still alive, grasping for the breath under the, the debris. But there is no help for him. Now, my dear brothers and sisters, there is this fifth scene where a mother, mother is looking for her children but couldn't find the children, only the dismembered parts of her body. And now the search is not for living children but just to gather the pieces of the body parts so that they can get, she can get a closure so that the body parts do not come under the feet of regular people. These are her children. There is this last scene where the child still is alive, but the mother passes away. The child sees the mother grasping her last, and at that point, the child sees the entire future in front of him, not knowing what to do, not knowing who to call, not knowing what will happen to his future. For he is among the thousands and thousands of orphans who have just gone through this. My dear brothers and sisters, we live in, we live thousands of miles away from this, these atrocities. We live thousands of miles away from these difficulties. Yet, in these times, it's our responsibility for what we do. Do we exert some pressure? Do we try to call for ceasefire? Do we call for an end to this injustice? Do we call for an end to this dehumanizing behavior? For this horror, this hell, this nightmare that those people, those civilians are going through, it's no way, no way right. We will all be held accountable because there is only one truth in life and that is death. And once we die, we will go back to that same God who had created us in the first place. As I mentioned, the God of Adam, the God of Noah, the God of Abraham, the God of Jesus, the God of Moses, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Joseph, the God of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we will be answerable for what we did, of how we spent these days. May Allah help us and help those who are facing these difficult times. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.